Welcome, everybody, to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is January 2nd, 2023. Time is 6.01 p.m. Guys, our first show back for the new year. Also, uh, two years of doing lives over here on Podbean. Officially two years, uh, uh, January 1st. And we are waiting for Jake to get in here um, at the moment. But welcome in, everybody. I see Shelby and Angela and Ozarks and... Kila, welcome in. I've, I haven't seen you here before, and we've got Angela, Shelby, Karate Jane, Cindy. What's up, everybody? I hope you guys all had a great uh, New Year. I hope everybody's day is going good so far. I am working, but listening. Copy that. And guys, don't forget, you know, we always appreciate it when you give the show a share out. I just saw my wife pop in here, too. Now I guess I gotta shut up. Uh, Jay Wu, welcome in. <laughs> so... As we're waiting for Jake, um, and I'm just going to shoot him a quick message real quick, just to let him know in case he forgot, um, live, uh, come on phone, send the message. All right. So he should be popping in soon. Jake did have a uh, topic he wanted to talk about tonight here, and it is about chat GPT and I don't know really anything about this. It stands for uh, Generative Pre-Trained Transformer, and it's like an AI technology that Jake knows about. And we were talking about it the other night, and he said he definitely wanted to cover it on the show. So we're gonna get we're gonna get into that whenever he does. Uh, whenever he does get here. In the meantime, guys, there's a lot of for those of you that are on Citizen Social. Uh, I posted an article today that I think everybody needs to go and they need to check out. This current economy as we know it is about to go to shit. Um, so there's a lot of things going on here. And I'm just going to go ahead and give you guys the article from Epic Times. Uh, 2023 spells big trouble for U.S. economy. Majority of big banks warn reports. Okay, the vast majority of economicists. Ec- and Jesus. Economist at 23 large financial institutions surveyed by the Wall Street Journal predict that the United States will fall into the grips of a recession in 2023 and millions of Americans uh, will lose their jobs. All right. Now, the, the thing about that is, guys, we I feel like we've never really truly got out of the last recession. And for for them just to say this and put this out here, I mean, it's something we've already been thinking we already know, but for them to actively put it out there that the financial institutions are are saying that this is coming, um, it, it makes it way more believable. And guys, I don't think this is going to be a recession. I think this is going to be a crash. I think that's what's coming. Um, we'll continue into this a little bit. 
More than two-thirds of the nearly two dozen institutions, which include trading firms and investment banks that do business directly with the Federal Reserve, expect the U.S. economy to contract uh, to contract in 2023, according to the report. Um, and Jake's on his way. <laughs> I just got a text back. He's on his way. Uh, so two of the 23 institutions expect the recession to come later in 2024, while the following five believe the United States will manage to avoid a downturn altogether. Uh, Credit Sussy, I think that's how you say this, S-U-I-S-S-E, Goldman Sachs, there's Jake, uh, Goldman Sachs, HSBC, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Morgan Stanley, the institutions that are predicting the coming reception, uh, coming recession. Why can't I speak today? Anyway, welcome in, Jake, dude. Welcome in. You saved me for myself trying to read these words. Did you Did you get through it? I, I did, man. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. I totally lost track of time there for uh, like the last uh, hour. So I'm glad you uh, text me. Sorry. Oh, it's all good, man. Well, I figured you had, to, you had the day off. You might have been running around and may have not been in your spot, you know. Um, but it's all good. So did you, did you get to read this article that was posted? Uh, which article? I read a okay. lot of articles today. 2023 spells big trouble for us economy. Majority of big banks warn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, so I posted I it. A lot. I, I posted it out, uh, earlier and basically guys, what, what they're saying is this is due to the soaring inflation. Okay. Which is quite soaring. And you know, these, uh, the interest rates going up through the roof. Um, it's to me, it's, it's not something I feel is avoidable at this point. Uh, everything. And we've been talking about this, like what's coming in 2023. A lot of people are about to be foreclosed on for closure, foreclosure rates are through the roof. There's a lot of companies that are struggling to find employees and I'm not understanding how that's working. I don't know if people are still out of work. I don't know if they're still getting help with things. I, I don't, fully understand where all these people are that we're working um but yeah i mean it's it's coming down but anyway that's one article i wanted to read for you guys but anyway jake how was your how was your weekend man i feel like i haven't talked to you in ages i know um it's been a while i missed it man i missed all you guys um no i it's been productive i've i tried to be like super productive today because i didn't get a chance to on saturday um so I was like trying to make up for today. Like I changed a couple outlets, going to run some electrical, going to gonna put in a bathroom fan. So I've been busy doing stuff. Nice. Yeah. It's always good to be productive. I always like, I always need like one more day, you know? Um, I hit the weekend, I get doing a project, I get it halfway done. I'm like, man, I wish I had one more day. I could get a lot more done. <laughs> oh, no, I hear you. I totally understand. So with this uh, economy coming to a screeching halt, coming to a crash, whatever you want to call it, uh, there is some light that's being shed in, on some things that, that may kind of combat this and help a little bit. Mm -hmm. So right now they're in the works of increasing Social Security to meet the cost of living, right? Um, so benefits are, are expected to increase to a, uh, about $140 a month. On average. <laughs> Woohoo. So that's definitely going to do something, right? Um, again, this is uh, according to the 
epic times. So they, I mean, the people that are on social security, and I've said this before, like these guys that are on fixed incomes, they're not getting an increase. It's steadily going downhill. Um, things are getting more expensive that they can't afford. This isn't going to do shit. I mean, honestly, the, these people that are on this this income, they're so upside down with everything as it is. $140 extra a month is not going to help them, right? Well, that's okay. Pelosi's worth $170 million. I don't know for what. Um, 200K a year. Oh, yeah. Which is, I mean, which is at... It's all ridiculous, man. It's all ridiculous. Um, so anyway, moving on. I had a couple more in here I wanted to pick from. Okay. Trying to find. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and skip some of these while I'm trying to look for this art, these other articles. Uh, as you guys do know, Fauci is stepping down as the head of the NIAID, AID, N-A-I-A-I-D, um, National Institute of Infectious Disease and all that good stuff. Uh, he's stepping down from there after being there for almost 40 years. I put that article out. I think may, may, maybe some of you guys have seen that. They will just get someone new to take his place. And actually, Ozark's commented, you know, he's probably trying to get out of there before shit hits the fan for him, knowing that everything's coming crashing down, uh, which could be very, very true. Um, if you guys haven't been with us over the weekend and caught me and Jake, uh, over on the clapper, you guys would know that, uh, there was an attack, uh, on some police officers at Times Square and they are calling it uh terrorist radical radicalization, which I don't, don't know how true that is. Haven't read into it a lot, but I mean, I just think it's one more fear tactic. You know, if we're not being in our houses due to the COVID scare, then maybe they need to bring back terrorism. Maybe that's something that needs to happen. They did say they were Muslim extremists. Right. Um, so. Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code doom10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Just to give you guys a little bit of COVID news about what's going on, so this this is also uh, came out in the Epic Times today as well. Morocco bans all arrivals from China until further notice. Admin soaring COVID cases. So that's probably going to come here to the U.S. as well probably banning flights from china i don't think that that's going to keep anything under control guys it's all bullshit if somebody wants to fly in they're just going to fly in from somewhere else right that's what? it people are still going to get here people are still going to be meeting up at the airports people are still going to be having layovers and being on planes with people that just came out of china the travel restrictions on this shit are a joke right it just it is sorry jake didn't want to burst your bubble dude <laughs> you know as much of a supporter as you all know that I am of the system in our government and everything around us and how wonderful everything is designed and how efficient it is, um, this blows my mind once again. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very difficult thing to think about, like just banning people coming in from one country won't solve the total problem of disease. How is that going to help the economy? <sighs> if we need people to work, we need to let them in, right? So, I mean, you know, what's really kind of funny about this? I mean, are they going to prevent 
pilots from flying cargo in from China? Probably. It's all tainted with COVID. Nah, I bet they'll still let them come through. They need to make that money, man. <laughs> no way, dude. COVID sticks to everything, even luggage. And yes, it does. I mean, I... Anyway, so the, this measure that they're putting in place, guys, that Morocco is doing, I think is going to be kind of a, uh, everybody's going to follow suit with this. Because um, when things originally happened with COVID, we saw the countries get on board together and implement the same everything in order to combat this virus, which didn't do anything. Uh, but, you know, we're probably all going to follow suit. We're going to ban China so they're stuck in their own country. And hopefully that doesn't ignite a war. Savior Fauci saved millions of lives, Doomsday. Listen, I try to give the facts on this show, Jake. <laughs> How could I make it any more clear? No, I know. <laughs> I'm looking up a bobblehead Fauci right now for my desk. I kind of want one. Yeah. I need I need something new for target practice. Um, anyway. So we could um get into this uh this thing you wanted to talk about man this uh chat gpt clear did you read up on it at all i did some brief reading on it and then i also you know i was with you when we went over what it was yeah okay right for those who don't know there's a, there's a thing called chat gpt um it is basically um, an AI tool, I'll say tool for right now. Um, essentially, uh, for those who aren't too computer savvy, what you can do is you can type in a chat box. Um, for example, um, you can ask it any question, you know, uh, with relative amounts of common sense of like, what does a black hole do? And basically what's happening is an AI is compiling, um, everything from everywhere um, and we'll give you a direct legitimate answer and um, i kind of messed around with it a little bit and this is an ai it's basically an ai chatbot um, there's nobody behind the screen it is a program all on itself um, so you could type in something like that like what does a black hole do or you could type in something um, obscure like what came first the chicken or the egg or you could type in um, what's what's the economic issue situation in China like and it will give you an answer and generate an answer in seconds um, what we're kind of finding out with this is that it can be used as a, like anything as a tool for good and a tool for bad um, a lot of kids are using it on their homework and they're typing in questions um, writing thesis uh, you know uh, paperwork uh, for college um, you can do your essays. You know how we all used to sit there for hours on end and try to compile paragraphs together and double space words and, and do everything we could to fill up like a three page front to back essay about whatever. Um, now in, in chat GPT, you can type in, uh, please write a three page, uh, essay description paragraph, um, on, on the history of the United States of America and within 30 seconds, you're going to have it. Uh, historically correct. Um, you don't have to cite this as a resource because it's technically, um, it's not a copy because the AI generates it from itself. So it's not plagiarism. Um, it's a replica. It's just, it's a reproduction of anything. 
and it blows my mind the amount of things that you can do. So I tested this and I, I asked it to do a couple simple things. I asked it to write um, a quick song about just the struggles of daily life. And as soon as I hit enter, um, probably 20, 30 seconds, I had an entire song. Um, and I read the lyrics and I was kind of amazed. I was like, um, you know, this, this removes the ability for anybody, you know, anybody at this point could write a song, anybody, you know, you don't have to hire a ghostwriter anymore. Um, I said, okay. So I went and took it a little bit further and I said, write me some quick code that takes photos on a mobile application and puts them in a carousel scrolling format. And as soon as I hit enter, it said, okay, here's an example of what you asked. And it wrote out code that was working and that you could use and copy. Um, it wrote about three pages of it and uh, you could change all the parameters. You could change all the padding. You could change the image size. You could do anything that anybody else could write with, with code. Essentially, this AI is going to remove many jobs for many talented people. So it it's very scary. It's scary as shit. Um, and what is very scary about it is it takes all the need away from people to think anymore, right? Absolutely. It takes so all the creative thought away, you know? It, it absolutely does. And one of the reasons uh i just want to put this out there because we've talked about this uh one of the reasons there probably is no plagiarism over this is because ai itself doesn't have any rights and is something that they're working on getting as they're working on getting ai rights and it's it's not plagiarism because it's creating its own thing if you tell it to write an essay it's creating its own essay it's not plagiarizing it's not copying copying from anything it's a program that's doing what you ask it to do. And if it does it, it's not plagiarism because it, it, it's literally just making it up on the spot. I'm wondering what, so what you told us some of the questions you asked us, if you do put something in there though, like what came first, the chicken or the egg, do you even get a response? I don't know. I haven't tried that yet. That was one of the things in that combo. I just brought it up off the top of my head. So no, I haven't tried it, but somebody could. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get on. I'm gonna have to get on and play with this thing. I know you showed me the website, but I uh, don't have it memorized. But yeah, I put it in the Telegram and I put it in my Discord and I sent it out to about fifty of my good friends. So guys, and this is this is newer technology. This uh, came out late last year, um, which I say last year like it was so long ago, but it's it really wasn't. Um. <laughs> but on today's standards, it's old. Yeah, right. Um, but so it's uh, you can get online. I got into Wik Wikipedia a little bit, reading through the stuff and, and trying to figure out a little bit more about it and how it's going to be used. And to me, it seems like it's anytime you don't want to think this is going to be your go to. Right. Yeah. Anytime you're stopped. for any kind of creativity, yeah, it'll stop writer's block. You know, um, anybody like anybody can write a book. You know, um, I'll let you finish that, but yes, because I have another point I need. Well, Jay Wu says they read an article the other day about a couple of AI robots going rogue. <laughs> um, but no, what I, what I was going to get to, uh, you know, in that statement is 
there's no limitation with this. Uh, there, there's no, there's no stopping point. There's no breaking point. Um, this could end up being used, utilized in a lot of different industries around the world and could essentially take away a lot of people's jobs. I mean, a lot of people's jobs. If it's anything that requires any create kind of creative thinking, your, your, your job could be done for could, could right. Be. Like why, like say, say you work for, uh, a news station or you work for, I mean, I hate to say paper company because there's not really too many anymore, but if you work in a job where it's required for you to come up with content, write articles, things like that, you know, you're basically out of the job because when you, why would you have five, six different writers whenever you could have one guy just typing these questions in the AI and putting them out there? Yeah. Why would you? And you know, if you're basically every rapper, like I said, uses a ghostwriter. Um, what's the point in hiring a ghostwriter when you have AI write the capability? Right, exactly. I know, but yeah, that that was my point on this is is the the job loss and like when you know and and I told you about you know the whole Tom Ross thing you know that was one what that was his big counter argument is if you have AI doing the labor intensive jobs things like this it's it opens more doors for people to be more creative and do more creative type jobs but now this closes that door again. Yes, it does. It it takes away it takes away jobs it, it takes away the market for millions of people essentially i mean um the point i was um saying i was going to hold off on is um if somebody's really clever now i'm not throwing any ideas out there if somebody's really clever and they want to use this as a tool to eliminate competition and add extra income and, and do all this um it's very easy to write children's books and get them published through Amazon. And anybody who does this would learn how to use that AI system to automate to say, write me a t like a 20 page children's book about crayons and a kid with a magical crayon. And the AI would be like, okay, here you go. And they would write it in a format that would be applicable to, you know, a third grade reading level or second grade or whatever. And you have an entire book curated in 30 seconds send it over to Amazon, click publish, and get yourself on the top of the list of children's writers, and you haven't done any work. You know, one, I hate to say this, dude, but like one good thing that could come out of this, like something I'd be excited about, is if they would utilize the AI to write sequels to movies that they never did sequels to. You because typically sequels suck. So I wonder if you, if you had AI do it based on the original story, if it wouldn't make it so much better. You can do it. You can try it for sure. Hmm. Yeah. Or find out how that new Harry Potter novel is that AI is going to write. Right. You dated yourself when you said paper company. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> but uh, no, like I said, I mean, it. essentially this, eventually this will take over like what we do as, as content creators in general, because I also tested it and I said, curate one minute long content formatted to fit content creation, talking about, um, conspiracy theory, uh, popular, um, you know, pop culture, um, today's news, literally anything. And it said, okay, here are some examples and you can continue to repopulate that over and over and over again. And it will give you different subjects. And the very first one that it came up with was the moon landing conversation. Oh, no way. Well, yeah, that is one of the most widely believed conspiracies. That's, that's a big one. Yeah. And then JFK was the second one. 
I imagine Roswell would probably be next on that list. I imagine so. But, uh, you know, instead of sitting there for, you know, an hour or two like I do, creating a format or finding something to do some research on or to talk about anything like I used to do all the time and put out a video every day, I could essentially just do this and, you know, do two, three, four, ten videos a day in the span that it would take me to do one. Right. I'm wondering if I shouldn't be utilizing this for show content. I feel like it's cheating. A lot of people are going to feel like it's cheating, and a lot of people are going to feel like they're getting stolen from. Because, like I said, you're removing that creative element. There's no creativity to it. When you can just type on a keyboard and say, give me a one-minute talking point about about these, the assassination of JFK. And it'll it'll type it up for you in 30 seconds, and it'll give you just a quick synopsis of things. And you're like, okay, good. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really. I, the thing that scares me, Jake, what happens when they utilize this to strategy for war strategies? And what happens when they utilize this and integrate it with things like Neuralink or what happens when they integrate it with things like deep fakes? What happens when they do anything with this? You can integrate it literally into anything. You know, I read an article recently, and it was probably on Epic. That's where I get pretty much all my news at. But uh, it was an article that talked about how I believe it was in San, San Francisco, I think it was. They're starting to use, like, police robots, and they're authorizing them to employ lethal lethal force, deadly force, right? Mm-hmm. Um, don't know anything about these robots at all. Don't know if they're on, like, a Wi-Fi system, if they're on some kind of a network. I, I don't know anything about them. But it really makes you wonder, couldn't you use AI to essentially hack into something like this? Yeah, right? absolutely. And then couldn't some average person who doesn't know anything about anything and just wants to cause harm and evil say, hey, I need to know how to do this, explain it as easy as possible, and then take control of these these weapon systems, things like this? Yes. Absolutely. And guys... I know, I know this sounds like big, scary stuff and like very futuristic stuff. This is not that, you know, this is not that far away technology. It's here now. Um, back in the nineties, they were strapping shotguns to robots and sending them up to Randy Weber's front door. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I mean, this isn't anything, this isn't anything new. It's, it's new, but it's not new. I mean, you're right. They've been talking about it in, in movies and. And everything for years. I mean, look at the movie Terminator. It started out with a computer chip. Mm-hmm. And then it and Cindy says evolved. robots are, are doing inventory at their local grocery store. Yeah. And there's a fully there's a fully automated McDonald's in Texas that just opened. There's not a single human worker in that building. Fully automated in McDonald's in Texas? Yes, um, it just opened um, a week, two weeks ago, uh, fully, fully automated. You know, after I uh, read through this next article here, I want to go in and, and look that up and read about that because that sounds very interesting to me. Um, so I do want to jump back into this, into this AI stuff a little bit, but I did really want to get into this next article too, just to kind of keep things moving, keep things a little fresh. So guys, I, I know we've, we've been like beating, 
beating this China COVID stuff up, but I wanted to read you guys this article about what's really going on down there, assuming that this is accurate information. Um, it's Epic Times. Some people like it. Some people don't. I freaking love it. But here's what this article said. A new outbreak of COVID-19 is allegedly sweeping across China. Hospitals and morgues are overwhelmed, and even high-ranking Chinese Communist Party CCP members are falling ill or dying. In admin the new outbreak, leaders of the Chinese regime opened international travel. The situation mirrors similar moves taken by the CCP at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. One, it also restricted travel internationally in China, yet allowed travel externally. Reports from Italy claim that half of the passengers on flights coming from China are testing positive for COVID-19. In response to report like reports like this, the Biden administration is requiring COVID tests for all passengers arriving from China. The question now, the questions now are whether the new outbreak is the same Omicron variant already seen in the United States or something new and whether the responses are enough to stop it. Okay. So Basically everything that's happening before, but do you, or any, is anybody getting like China's going to get punished vibes out of that article? Because that's what I'm getting out of it. Not necessarily. I mean, what I get out of it is that despite what's going on in the world, even people who seem to be pitted against each other are, are going along with the same narrative. That's the way that I take it. Okay. Because I could, initially, I could like, see that a little. Yeah, I mean, when the when the pandemic first started, it like China was very big on it then too, and not a lot of people knew about it like we do now. Um, <clears throat> but that was the first place where it really started showing up, and they tackled it really super hard. And then everybody else kind of tried to follow suit. So it potentially, you know, I could see it potentially being another one of those deals. See what scares me about it, and this is, I guess, where where I'm coming from, why I'm saying I'm getting like these punishment and like war type vibes out of this is because China's not restricting themselves. It's other countries putting the restrictions on them. Mm-hmm. That's going to piss China off. Well, and I think always pissed off though. Well, they, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I'm kind of wondering what's going to happen with that still supply issues with China going on for three years. Yeah. Well, global issues, um, global supply issues. And I, I imagine this is just going to make it worse. But, I mean, wouldn't it be very convenient, though, if you think about it, very convenient for the U.S. to say, hey, this is going on. This is why the economy's failing. This is why we're going into a recession. Or, oh, by the way, we're going into a recession because of all the aid we're providing to Ukraine because we have to do that. We have to. Right? Mm-hmm. So, there, there, I mean, there is, there is kind of two different not well there's multiple ways that they could they could spin this upcoming recession on these things that are going on covid and, and the war and stuff like that which i mean if we didn't have a corrupt government i would say oh yeah absolutely the economy crashed because of the pandemic or oh it did crash because of the war you know with the corrupt government we have though we know that a lot of these things are just gaslight situations now you know what are you talking about ukraine needs that money i know they're so broke. <laughs> yeah, they're getting attacked by the evil Russians, and they need that money, and they need those weapons. So I'm I'm looking at this fully automated McDonald's. Um, 
just just some random some random pictures on Google, and I think it's at Dallas Fort Worth uh, is where mm, this thing is at. Sounds right. And it's very interesting. Um, it really makes me it really makes me wonder how long till McDonald's. Look, McDonald's is one of those type of restaurants that I've seen drastically changed throughout my life. I mean, we've all been going into McDonald's since we were young, right? Um, I remember back in the day when the employees had to fill cups by hand. Now they're on an automated system, right? Mm-hmm. And even, you know, my son works uh, at Burger King and he has to flip the burgers. That He doesn't have to flip the burgers. They have a machine that does it for him, right? They put him in there and it just goes. And it just makes me wonder if McDonald's is really good at innovation and, and updating their stores and getting new equipment, new equipment in there. I wonder how long till they start employing these at multiple restaurants. Like, when are they going to sign that paperwork saying, hey, we're just going to go fully automated for all these McDonald's now? They will. Oh, yeah. And then at that point, you know, you're only going to have delivery and maintenance positions for that company. And everybody else will follow suit because they'll they'll look at McDonald's and say, you know, they've they have thousands of restaurants and now they've just eliminated having to pay that expense. And now it's all profit. You're, you're just automating everything. Right. I mean, and we should do it too and save billions of dollars. Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code doom 10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. See, I I don't care, like, look, this is the way I'm looking at it. I feel I have mixed emotions about this. If somebody's out there saying I need $20 an hour or $25 an hour to work at McDonald's or Burger King or, you know, one of these kind of industries... I don't necessarily agree with that. I look at it like this. These are starter positions, right? They're, it, it's a job that anybody could get with very little to no experience at all. These are meant just to get you to break into the workforce. You're not supposed to make a career out of being there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so on, on one side of this, I could say, you know what? Go automated. Go automated. Take these, you know, let, you know, instead of paying these guys minimum wage, let this stuff go automated. Keep products cheaper for people. Right. I, I'm I'm in agreement with that. On the flip side to this, though, where are all these people going to go? They're all going to need jobs. Right. So you're going to have to have a shift. You're going to have to have a shift within the workforce to get these people employed. All right. And doing these kind of things within an industry displaces people badly. Whenever they shut down the fracking industry, it displaced a lot of welders. I was one of them. Okay. And one thing that I noticed after they kind of, you know, stopped all fracking and these jobs stopped is there was an influx of welders into different industries, um, like within the welding community, but different jobs, not like oil field stuff anymore. Right. To the point where employers were so overwhelmed with, with people that they're offering such little pay because, Hey, if you don't want to work for this low amount of money, there's going to be eight other guys that come through here today to apply that will, right? Mm-hmm. So jobs that would typically pay like, I mean, this is back in 
two, I don't know, I want to say like 2012, 2013, somewhere in that neighborhood. No, 2011, I think it was. Anyway, so I go to apply for a job, and they're like, "Yeah, we're only we're only starting guys out at, I think he said 11.50 an hour." And I said, "I said, dude, I said this is a twenty dollar an hour position. That's what this pays." They said, "Yeah, well, we have we have an influx of people." Um, so like, if you don't, if you don't want to work for that, somebody else will. So it's fine. We can move you up to maybe 1250 after 90 days. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I no, I'm good. And and that's what we saw happening. So whenever these, these people leave the fast food industry, I think the next place they're going to go are, are places like, you know, Waffle House, Applebee's, you know, these, these places that still need cooks and servers and, and people in there that haven't gone this way yet. Because I honestly, I honestly can't see maybe at some point here, I can't see fully automated, automated stuff taking over like a Texas roadhouse, right? Um, maybe one day, but not anytime soon. So you, that's where these people are going to go and they're going to end up. And then what's going to happen is, you know, those, those jobs are going to pay way lower because you have this big influx of people that want them, Right. It's not gonna. Ha- it's not gonna be. We have to pay a competitive wage to keep people. It's we're gonna have to pay less of a wage because we can now. Because there's an there's an influx. You get what I'm saying? Or you can offset that by uh, paying people to stay home with universal basic income, so you don't have that competition issue. And then you get into the question of, well, I make more staying home, so why would I get a job? And that's kind of what's happening now, right? For a lot of people, yeah. For a lot of people, yeah. So I, if you can make more staying home, like, uh, you know, let's let's look at this, for example. You know, if, if you could make more staying home, taking the UBI and doing this show versus working a full-time job, which would you choose? I mean, I would obviously choose to do this. Right. You know, that would be that would be my go-to. But I mean, it's it's a job that I want anyway that I've been doing for free. So if I had money and I didn't have to do anything, I would obviously stay where I'm at, right? But if we, if you had to stop doing this show to contribute to the development of society, would you trade it for that? For the greater good? Define development of society. Um, if they don't have any skilled workers and they need welders and nobody wants to work because they're taking UBI, um, but they're, they're telling you that, um, you know, we, the world needs welders because we have buildings to build. Um, if you guys want to have, if you want to have buildings or whatever you want, um, you're going to have to come back into the workforce. Um, otherwise everything's going to implode, you know, um, are you gonna are you gonna give up doing the thing that you love doing for something that you don't like for the betterment of the greater good or are you gonna say eh, somebody else will do it because you know some people will do that for sure mm. honestly it, it would be circumstantial if they said hey come back we need instructors we have to get guys trained to do things because these things need to be done yes a- absolutely but would I would I go out and you know put myself through the hell of that career again? No, absolutely not. Gotcha. It's nice not getting third degree burns, constant back injuries. It's just nice. <laughs> sure. 
I don't I don't miss it. Um, but I mean, you know, going back because I used to teach it. I mean, so going back and doing that again, like to to help benefit a lot of people to help benefit the greater good. Like, yeah, I would do that. And I actually enjoyed doing that. So I would do that. A lot of people wouldn't do that. Yeah. They'd say, why so, would I do that? Somebody else will do it. They're paying me to stay home. I'm staying home. Why work? Well, see, that's that's the problem, though. Everybody thinks everybody else is going to do stuff. Yes. It's a big problem. And then a lot of the times when that happens, everybody's relying on somebody else and nothing's getting done. Yes. So we have just more of the same problem. And this is something that, I mean, is a very real, real world thing. Um, we... Uh, <laughs> I couldn't tell you how many times at my last job it was like, nah, don't do it. Night shift will get it done. And we were night shift. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there was this whole, nah, they'll do it. They'll get it done. We don't need to worry about doing it. And we would just have a workload every day because people during the day didn't want to do shit. And that's that's going to be the same with every job for sure. Um, and, you know, there that's being lazy is one thing, but not having to do it because you don't have to at all because there's no incentive to is a totally different and much bigger problem. I know that, I know the big thing is, is this push for laziness. And I know the big thing is, you know, we, we talk about before like inconvenience is the enemy. Mm-hmm. What do you think this universal at home income is going to look like? Um, because you got, you got to think it's not just about the income. It's about, you know, can you keep people within housing? Are they going to be in government housing? Like, what what are these plans? Because everybody's daily needs differ, right? Like, let's say, like, let's say me and Jake could, um, let's say we both survive off $2,000 a month. Let's say that's our monthly budget. And they say, okay, we're going to take Jake and Jester. We're going to put them in this government housing um, over here down the road, okay? So we're there. Jake has the top apartment. I have the bottom apartment, Right. Because let's say I don't like steps and Jake likes steps. What happens when Jake gets injured and can't use those steps anymore? Do they come in and remodel the place? Do they tell me I got to move? There's a lot of jurisdicting factors here. When you talk about stay at home, plop, you're there. We're going to pay you so much to be there. I mean, I don't like the idea of it to begin with. I mean, I think everybody knows that. Um, I think in the, in the broad spectrum of things, I think what we're going to find out is that, is that convenience is going to be the real issue here. And I think we're going to find out that no matter what, no matter how much pampering we do with the convenience, I think we're going to be rather unhappy. Um, and we're not going to know why. And we're going to have people, um, we're going to have economists, we're going to have, um, you know, psychologists, we're going to have doctors and, you know, basically up in arms by, you know, uh, life is so much easier these days. People don't, you know, people don't work so much anymore. Half the population's working um, and half the population is, is paid to stay home. Um and we, we just don't understand why people are more depressed than they've ever been. And I think that that's going to be a big major issue. Um, but what it would look like is probably going back to that conversation we've had about programmable digital income of that's what it would look like is they would, 
they would have that digital income ready to go, um, programmed and curated uh, for what, for for you. You know, they, they'll set a, a universally basic income off of it. And that will be given to you every month. And if you use it, you use it. And if you don't, then I don't know. Um, it probably resets, I would have to imagine. Um, but I don't think it's a good thing at all. I, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. This is an emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.